Now, yesterday, we shared some of what took place on Capitol Hill, the Senate, talking to Merrick Garland, the Senate Judiciary Committee. Merrick Garland is, of course, the Attorney General. And it was just rough and tumble. And Senator Tom Cotton of Arkansas, he was just angry. And that man, Scott Smith, because he went to a school board and tried to defend his daughter's rights, was condemned internationally. Do you apologize to Scott Smith and his 15-year-old daughter, Judge? Senator, anyone who's... A uh, child was raped as uh, is a, the most horrific crime I can imagine, and is certainly entitled and protected by the First Amendment to c- protest to their school board about this. But he was cited by the school board association that's fine, as a domestic not, terrorist, which we now know that letter and those reports were the basis for your. No, this, this no, is Senator, this is that's wrong. Shameful. Judge, that's, this is shameful. This here, this testimony, your directive, your performance is shameful. Okay, that's not. Cr- thank God you are not on the Supreme Court. You should resign in disgrace, Judge. This is the way a lot of people feel. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Sometimes I forget if I say hello. 833-468-8669. But a lot of what got uh, of the conversation, a lot of what was discussed was, was about this idea of the politicizing of the Department of Justice. Anybody who calls Merrick Garland a moderate never understood anything about Merrick Garland. Not a moderate. Not at all. Not in any way. And earlier I spoke with William Jacobson, Cornell Law Professor, the mind behind LegalInsurrection.com, to get his take on what took place yesterday with the Senate Judiciary Committee, how the Department of Justice is being used as a cudgel against parents. In this school board's uh, conversation, you have the National School Board Association referring to parents as domestic terrorists, and you have the Department of Justice agreeing even if they didn't say the words domestic terrorist, because they're not going to take a look at these things. Take a look at what things? Loud parents? I mean, there was a whole conversation that school boards think it's uh, abusive if you call too many times. Too many phone calls is their issue. If I call once a day for a week, is that too many phone calls? These people are flowers, and they should be treated improperly in terms of don't play their game about what they think is proper. I don't think you should threaten people. I don't think you should engage in violence. You can make a phone call every day. You can get loud at a school board meeting. They're not entitled to lower your voice. This is the way I talk. What am I supposed to do? Talk another way to make you happy? I'm not interested in making you happy. Why? Because you're not interested in making me happy. That much is for sure, school board. But when you have the Department of Justice basically agreeing with the idea And not basically agreeing with the idea that parents are domestic terrorists. You're silencing parents. You're preventing people from speaking out. You're instilling fear in them. And I asked William Jacobson, LegalInsurrection.com, if this was the case, was the Department of Justice under Merrick Garland being used to silence parents? Absolutely. This was a totally political act. We now know that the White House had communications with the National School Board Association before the letter came in. We now know that Merrick Garland acted within a matter of days over a weekend after the memo came in. That doesn't happen normally. And then the memo was put out there. And while he can get up there and say, well, we're only talking about threats, what other protest movements is he issuing such memos about? Okay, he's not. 
And so this was a shot across the bow of a rising movement in the country, which uh, is a parental movement trying to create the argument for local officials to use that they are threats and they are potential terrorists. So that's what it was clearly intended to do. That's what it did. It may not actually have that impact because there's such big pushback. But whether it has the impact or not is irrelevant. This was an attempt to demonize millions, maybe tens of millions of parents. This was an attempt to give political cover to local, mostly Democrat left-wing school board people who um, have been claiming that parents have no right to get up there and protest against what they're doing to the children in schools. Now let's make sure we, 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 we dig a, a little bit deeper here. It seems that Merrick Garland, the attorney general, got the letter from the National School Board Association and then wrote the memo. One of the questions he was asked about is, had he done any investigation into the claims of the letter from the National School Board Association, calling parents domestic terrorists, talking about violence across the country? And did they, he find any of those claims credible? As in his own words, he never did an investigation. So it does seem that he took the words of the school board association on its face and then decided to engage the justice department in this uh in, in this basically attack on parents as i see it the question before us is is there something in there we, we could certainly describe possibly a sinister but is this there something in there that can give republicans cause to try to get him removed well i would strongly urge that if republicans retake the House in 2022, uh, and if he's still attorney general, that they consider impeaching him. It's never been done to an attorney general, but this is completely outrageous. I mean, this is the complete politicization of the FBI and the Department of Justice for, you know, for no good reason. He can't even point to a reason why he issued this other than somebody wrote him a letter. And if you read that letter, almost all of the incidents they're talking about are simple protests. I mean, somebody getting up at a microphone and raising their voice is not a threat of violence. And if it were, they could have local police deal with it. Why is the federal government injecting itself into a non-issue when it comes to a federal law enforcement perspective? Why are they injecting themselves into this? Why are they issuing a memo? Why are they targeting parents? And I'll tell you exactly why they're doing it, because it's completely political now over there at the top echelon. And this parents movement is a huge threat to Democrats. It is. Remember, education is not only where they uh, are able to generate millions of dollars for campaign purposes, but they are also using that as the place where they engage their theories and thoughts, their beliefs, to get your kids to buy in. Our kids, you know what, maybe it's the kids, because I know plenty of people listen who don't have kids, and I don't want to alienate you. Sorry about that. That's why it matters so much. Now, on this, I'm going to share with you two stories. You are not going to believe me when I share these stories with you. You will not believe that this is possible at all or in any way. But I'm going to share with you two stories. And then the question is going to be, why do we still have faith in the education system as is? 
Can we do better? And when do we begin? I'm going to share two stories with you, and then you're going to have to ask the question, are these schools doing right by our kids and by our future? I've got two stories, number one and number two. Uh, Producer Ari, uh, pick one to start with, and I will start with that story. (laughs) How we start with number one? I'll start with number one. A Florida school board member takes elementary school students on field trip to Gay Bar. Broward County Schools. I was so honored to be invited to chaperone Wilton Manors Elementary's field trip to the incredible Rosies. The students and I had a fun walk over and learned a lot about our community. A huge thank you to Rosies Bar and Grill for hosting the special field trip every year. Kids took a trip to a bar. They, They took a trip to a bar. We're worried about COVID. The kids are going to get sick. Everyone's going to get killed. We didn't take them to the museum. We didn't take them to a nature center. We went to a bar. On the bar, at the bar, there is a, a, a menu, according to, to some. And they've got, uh, they've got burgers and sandwiches. Um, uh, uh, and, uh, and, and here are some of the, the names of, of, of the sandwiches. There's the big girl burger. There's the Rhoda cowboy. Ivana hooker. Helena bun. Oh, my personal favorite, Georgia blue. Young ranch hands, the Willie cheesesteak. And the left one, cause sometimes the left ones are bigger. This is the bar they went to. Now you could say to me, Tony, you you those kids probably don't get what those things mean or or the double entendre they're in. Okay, sure, play it that way. Feel free. But here are kids sitting around in masks. The kids are all in masks. The adults, most of them, have the mask off or pulled down below their face. And here they are sitting at the tables, and you've got all the different rainbow colors hanging up inside the bar. And here's a group of men, one would assume they're either owners of the bar or work there, gay men talking to the kids. You think I care if kids learn about going to a bar? No, I don't. It doesn't bother me at all and in any way. But they're not learning about the restaurant industry, are they? That's not what this is all about. No part of this is about learning about the restaurant industry. This is about wokeness. At what moment do we say this is ridiculous? What's someone going to say to me? Oh, you don't like kids visiting a bar? When, a, when someone says that to you, oh, you don't like kids learning about other people, tell them to kiss your butt. And you could say it much angrier than that if you choose. There is no decency. I don't want my first grader going to a bar. I don't want my first grader going to a gay bar. And I don't want my first grader being lectured to by you because I don't know you. I'll teach them about sexuality, thank you very much. You can't be trusted. You, the school teacher, you, the bar owner, you, the gay bar owner, you're not good enough to teach sexuality to my children. Don't you get it? 
don't you get that you just don't have what it takes? You're not smart enough. You're not decent enough. You're not caring enough. I'm the parent. I am. I'll handle this. That was one story. That was one story. How about story number two, producer? Are you ready? Hell yeah. From the Lexington Herald leader, lap dances at Hazard Homecoming. Don't schools already have enough problems these days? And this story is about a place called Hazard High School. And for homecoming, they have girls in Hooters t-shirts carrying what looks like glasses of beer, but it's got to be make-believe beer. But then they have male students dressed up in tights and bikinis who did pretend lap dances for teachers and administrators. You tell me what's going on. You tell me what students actually participated in this. You tell me what teachers actually participated in this. Tell me. Tell me what happened here where you have students who are in stages of undress feeling up teachers. Go on, I'll wait. Tell me how this is important for my children to learn things. Tell me why I should trust a school district, a school board, teachers, unions. And there are good school boards and there are good teachers and there are good unions because we don't see this happening everywhere, do we? But shouldn't we fire every teacher involved with this? There is, uh, there, there's this teacher in the background uh, like laughing hysterically, this woman in the background. I want her fired too. Don't you know this is insane? Don't you know this is inappropriate and ridiculous and crazed? You don't know that this is taking advantage of kids even in high school? There's a difference between children and adults. And more and more, we want to blur that line. Me, I think that line is absolutely necessary, and I want it stamped in concrete. There's a difference between children and adults. There's a difference. Children need to be protected most often from themselves. And these are not adults who are capable of doing it. You want to tell me how great they are and how they're heroes? They're not heroes. They are trash. See, heroes are heroes. And good teachers are good teachers. And man, I appreciate them. And I'll tell you, my kids have good teachers. I am crazy impressed to this moment with the teachers my kids have. These teachers, they're in Lexington. If I'm a parent, they're looking for a fight. I I would love to tell you that I could be the calm, rational one. Not on that. Take my first my my, my first grader to 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 a gay bar or any bar. Yeah, it's gonna be a fight. And all of these things are about cultural degradation and breakdown. It's inappropriate for a first grader to be in a bar. I can't bring one of my kids into a cigar lounge. You know I'm a guy who does a cigar lounge or two. I want to go pick something up. I want to go say hello to somebody. My kid would have to wait in the car. They can't come in with me. They're not going to smoke anything. They can't even come in with me. But field trips? Not to the local chilies, mind you. 
I'm not interested in playing the game where I have to prove I'm nice. These people aren't nice. I don't want to play anymore. Their games suck. They're dangerous. These are vitriolic, hateful people. And just like the Department of Justice is weaponized against parents, look what the schools are doing. And that's why parents are fighting back, in case you didn't know. I'm Tony Katz.